Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. And welcome to The Sages Among Us. I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores, your host tonight. And get ready for a half hour of fun because my guest tonight is one of my best girlfriends, Shannon Martin. And Shannon and I are going to talk a lot about being philanthropic and how to put on an event and why it's so important to use our volunteer base here and the resources that we have. A little bit about Shannon. She moved to Nevada County in 1992 after growing up in the Bay Area. She's owned her own business, has worked as a development director in both the wine and medical industries. She's produced events for both profit and nonprofit organizations for 35 years, basically since she was a toddler. She currently works as an independent consultant specializing in marketing marketing, branding, communication, and business development with a splash of event and fundraising tossed in where needed. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So uh, Shannon and I know a lot about each other, and I'm going to try to ask the right questions. But I always try to start with the question, did you have mentors growing up? And if so, who were they? I had a few mentors, yes. My parents, for one, were mentors. My dad, who is a socialite, I should say, just a fun guy all around. And he taught me to have fun and also the importance of communication. Back in the day, there were no cell phones. And he said it takes 30 seconds to leave a message to let him know where I was. So that was important. And then my mom, she's the one you want to bring to a fight. Like she... <laughs> she she taught me to not take any guff from anybody and that very important choices have consequences. So those were my two growing up. And then locally, um, Sue Peterson from Hanson Brothers was a huge mentor in my 20s, as well as one of my first jobs here, uh, Gracie McKenzie um, at Brandywine. She taught me so much about life and just how to run a business. Well, I have to say thank you to Sue Peterson because Shannon and I met as members of Seroptimus International of Grass Valley a couple of years back, maybe 25-ish, and it was because Sue Peterson encouraged Shannon to come into the group because she obviously knew that you would work like a dog <laughs> for just about anyone. <laughs> and, and still have since then. So I know that you had your own businesses for a while and then you have worked in the corporate world and other businesses. What's your preference? Oh, I like being an independent person myself. I, all of the jobs that I have had, I've learned so much and gained, you know, knowledge from all of those. So whether it's working at a newspaper when I was in high school or coming up here and, and I was always in the printing industry, so graphic design and printing. So I worked for a couple printers, Brandywine Studios, did screen printing, um, and then uh, worked for the wine industry. Zap is a as a Zinfandel organization, which was a lot of fun, and then for the Hospital Foundation uh, was a really important job as being a development director, raising money for the for the our local community in our hospital, and uh, more recently, my last um, stint was at uh, uh, Colon Construction, where they do medical. Uh, construction, and I got to build a whole department there, which was pretty amazing. Um, a lot of 
development in your roles in each of these positions. But one of the things that seems to be a thread that runs through all of them is that you were doing events. And in this town, you did a lot of events. I happen okay. to know that because I have schlepped for you on more than one or two of them. And uh, so the topic here is really about the sages that are in our community. And I like to talk about the importance of phil the philanthropic sector that is here, but also for you and, and the events that you do, how important is it to have those volunteers that step up and help out? Uh, there wouldn't be an event happening anywhere in this town if we didn't have volunteers. They are critical for so many uh, reasons and jobs that need to get done. If you even look at the fair that's happening right now, there's volunteers out there helping in all areas. And uh, I think that they... I shouldn't say are underappreciated, but you know they. It, you really need to know who your volunteers are and speak to their strengths, so they feel valued and want to come back. Well, I think that's one of your strong suits, and something that I think we could talk about for a little while is it's one thing to have a willing body; it's another thing to have a willing body that can actually be helpful. And then we've also talked about this though being a willing body and then not having anything to do. So let's talk a little bit about finding the right volunteer. Is there a bad volunteer? And what do you do when, <laughs> when you have too many? So volunteers, you first want to start with your jobs. What do you need and how many do you need them to be in each position, whether it's selling tickets or raffle tickets or registration or um, setup, cleanup, you know, there's there's so many little aspects that uh, an event has, uh, keeping the garbage down or uh, making sure the coolers are running smoothly when it's a thousand degrees outside. So those Water are in the coolers. Those are really important hmm. jobs. So if you have um, if you have the jobs down and you and you have a good sense of how many people you need in those jobs, then you can ask the right questions to somebody who wants to volunteer. So instead of just putting a blanket, I need 30 volunteers and you get 30 bodies and nobody can lift a finger because they, they have a bad back, you're in trouble. And then you're doing it and then you have a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think... Um, that understanding. I was just talking to someone who was putting on an event, and you know, a lot of times board of directors, we're going to be the active people, and we're going to spearhead this, but then you find, yeah, but I'm not comfortable asking people for money, or I'm not comfortable getting donations for an auction. So I think maybe that's part of it. Is Would you suggest a questionnaire that people fill out, or do you just, like you said, you have what jobs you need, and then you go from there? You know, there's... There's quite a few nonprofits in our community, and I could I could name quite a few of them that do an excellent job recruiting and, and getting volunteers to understand what their roles are and making sure that they it's an appropriate job for them. You're going to be standing on your feet for five hours, or you're going to be lifting tables, or you're just going to sit here all night and do registration. So a questionnaire is really important to have to understand who your volunteers are and what their skill set is. So with so many nonprofits, I know that you have not only do events, but that you've been helping nonprofits find their message and get some branding and some consistency. So let's talk about how did you figure that out? Did you just one day go, this, this needs to happen? Uh, how far back are we going? <laughs> uh, I would say 
back back in the day, it, it's funny because when people talk about uh, I was around before cell phones or I was around before remote controls. Well, I was around before the Internet had for imprint and you could buy anything online that has your name on it. And and so that back, wasn't that long ago. It Come was, on. Uh, it was 30 years ago. Oh. <laughs> that seems like a wow. long time ago. Yeah. And it's funny because my name is spelled differently. And so when I was little, I think I was annoyed that nothing had my name spelled correctly. So it's pretty ironic that I became into an industry called, you know, promotional products where I could get anything printed with my name correctly spelled. And so I, that's kind of how I started back in the early 90s was you do need pens, do you need shirts, do you need mugs, do you need hats? And and those were things that helped promote whether you're a nonprofit or a business. I think that's one of the things, uh, or an instant love of you was that the first time I met you, uh, Shannon came into our weekly meeting and she slapped down these notepads with her business name on that, which happened to be Anything's Printable. And um, talk about the right name for the business. And actually, like a light bulb went off that oh, yeah, we can start to brand and identify things just by having our name on them. And But people still make mistakes. Like, I just had something printed recently, and it didn't have any contact information. <laughs> it just has the logo. So if you see them, now you have, and you really want to find me, you have to do a little research. To throw Holly under the bus, she didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely true. I have an expert in my wheelhouse and just moved ahead. So those are that's one mistake I think people commonly make because people don't know your business. So I, I mean, I'm not trying to find you a job here, but um, is that the sort of thing you do when you're helping other companies? Not now. I've my, my just like any company, uh, my company has evolved. So I went from doing printing. I was a print consultant for many, many years to development, business development, and understanding the inner workings of a company to help them build a message. And I think nonprofits are in that same position. I'm working with a few nonprofits right now, um, hospice being one of them. And Which hospice would that be? Hospice of the Foothills. Thank you for the correction. Uh, I think it's important that just like any organization, you're in the weeds. Everyone working there is doing their job and they're working hard and they're working on their mission. And, and they, sometimes you have to sit up and look around and get a, an outside viewpoint of what you're saying and how you're saying it and making sure that everybody is speaking the same language. So I'm able to go in and talk to organizations and help them navigate deeper into the conversation of really what they're trying to say and who they're trying to say it to and help them uh, create messaging around that. And so what we want is consistent messaging because, again, there's a, there's a great organization with a lot of volunteers. Everybody needs to be on that same page. So that's, sort of, that's more of what you're doing. And when you have volunteers, uh, they are your messengers. They're your advocates. They're your communication piece out in the world. So if you can educate your volunteers about your message, they're doing some of the work for you. And there's no better um, referral than a friend telling a friend, you know, this is a great organization, you should support them. 
So uh, you're listening to the Sages Among Us, and I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. My guest tonight is Shannon Martin, who owns Immersion Marketing. We're talking about the importance of having uh, good utilization of your volunteers, the importance of volunteers in so many of the organizations, and then how businesses can actually hone their message and um, have a consistent message when you're using volunteers. And I think you, you were just talking about the Nevada County Fair, which is apparently, I just got a little thing on my phone, the traffic is brutal, be patient. <laughs> so, uh, so many of our organizations do rely on it, disproportionately, I think, this community from any other that I've been in. You have done a number of events, and I know you've gotten away from that, but how many did you say, roughly, <laughs> you think you've done? Uh, over... Well, I said, usually I tell people I've been doing this for 35 years, but technically I've been doing it longer than that, uh, starting back in, I would say, 1987 when I was in high school. I actually worked for the Contra Costa Times, and I was the event coordinator for the route carriers when they were still on bicycles. And so if I go back that far to, to doing events, over over 500 I would estimate. I feel like I've worked a whole ton of those with you. <laughs> you have. You have. <laughs> um, well, and we were talking off air about that. My very first job was as a paper carrier. I was the f- second girl in, t- in my uh, town to be a paper carrier, the f- and I got the route from the first girl. And I remember contests, and you said that's what you used to do, right? We're Cre- going to have a contest to get you to sell more create, subscriptions. Create cont- yeah, create development. I was doing business development back then, which is pretty funny when you think about it. So let's talk about that phrase because it's thrown around a lot. What is business development from your perspective? From my perspective, when you want to develop programming or you want to develop um, strategies, you want to develop a process, you want to develop, you're, you're coming up with, you know, either from the start or better ways of doing something. Um, an example would be, and uh, I've had several nonprofits come to me over the years and they want to do an event. It's a brand new event, but they have to develop a, um, a structure for sponsors. You know, what what levels are the sponsors? How much is the sponsorships? What do they get? What are their benefits? Those types of things. Um, that to me is the is the business development side of things. And depending on the organization and the company, it differs a little bit as to what their goals are and, and what their objectives are. Well, that leads me to my question about the business community and how it supports our nonprofits. And that comes back to sponsorship. So a lot of times in my history, people will say, oh, I want to put on this event and we're going to sell tickets and we have to sell this many tickets and then we have to sell this much alcohol to make a profit. But when I met you, Shannon Martin, you said, no, no, no. The profit comes from sponsors. So let's talk a little bit about that. So when you're when you're putting a budget together for an event, I, I can tell the whole world ticket sales do not pay for an event. If, if you look at all of the budget items that expenses that go into an event, ticket sales aren't going to cover it unless you want to pay an astronomical amount of of money for a ticket. So sponsorships are really important because they help build a cushion in for the for the fundraising piece for the actual money that the organization puts in their pocket for programs and so if you it's it's I can't say this 100% but a lot of times the sponsorship amount will equal what what your final profit is for the event because 
ticket sales and, uh, will cover some of the expenses, but then you're going to break even and you're not actually going to make money. So as a business owner, why would I sponsor an event? What's in it for me? That's where the business development comes in. I really believe in reciprocity in that the business is actually looking for, it's not a donation, right? You have people that are like, here's some money and I'm donated and I don't need anything for it, which is fantastic. But when you're looking at a sponsor and they're a business and they're giving you money, you need to have something that's going to help promote them. So it could be a bank of tickets so their employees can come to the event. It could be a special VIP something something for for them. It could be radio. It could be you know commercials. It could be um, ads and papers. It, there's so many different ways to help promote the business. And typically because a nonprofit is raising money, they get a sweeter deal on some of the marketing and, and or concessions to, to help promote the business. So if, you know, if I had a, a sponsor, um, right now, um, and I know KBMR doesn't have sponsors, uh, they have underwriters. They have underwriters. <laughs> yes. You're very correct on that. Good that, work. Uh, uh, they would be mentioned right now. And I think that's really important to thank your sponsors and let people know that they are contributing. And and yes, it's fine for them to, to need something in return. They are a business. Right. So it's not, I mean, many businesses are generous and will do something because they have a heart for it. But the reality is this is a, a give and take, right? You're going to give and support this organization. This organization is going to promote you and tell people that you're generous and this is the kind of thing you do. It's really important, too, to find the right business for the mission, you know, that that you have as an organization. There are some well-known companies uh, out in this community that support certain things, whether it's children or animals or they have, you know, people have passions and their hearts are somewhere. And so it's the due diligence of the organizers to really go and find the people, the right people for the sponsorships, because you want it to be a good fit. You, you know, you're just banging on doors is not really the way to go. And you have to be thoughtful to make sure that whoever's on your committee is asking one person is asking specific people. And so you don't have five people, you know, out going rogue and asking the same business over and over again, because that will get the door slammed in your face. And I also will talk about the fact that when you are at an event and you see a business did sponsor them to then go and when you go to that business, let them know that you saw or heard that they supported this thing that you cared about. Absolutely. That's uh, keeping the wheel spinning. So let me talk about volunteerism then, because I know that you've been paid to do many of these things, but I also know that you've given freely of your time. And because Shannon Martin is a smart woman, she actually took her hobby and turned it into a business, which was uh, getting people to drink wine. <laughs> can we talk about it without talking about it? We can, we can quickly. Uh, yes, I made t-shirts for a trip I went on with some girlfriends and it turned into a really fun 10 years of selling t-shirts and mugs to wineries all over the country. Um, but I, I think that um, the most important thing is when you're doing events and you're looking for those volunteers, that you're really letting them know that they're important and finding the right fit is also important. Uh, 
our town runs on events and I love that. I love that our social life is events and it supports so many people's passions. Um, I do want to say it's okay to say no uh, because I think people feel obligated that they've done it over and over again. And there was a time, I want to say 2017, 18, 19, somewhere in there that I, I had a year of no. I just, I needed to regroup and when you're doing an event every week uh to help and support sometimes it's okay it's okay to say this is i've got to back off and pick the ones that work for me and it is 6 50 i'm holly grimaldi flores you're listening to the sages among us my guest tonight shannon martin immersion marketing and we're talking about being a volunteer being a business person with a consistent message branding and marketing and we're talking about volunteers and in the before times, this community was really, really, really active. I'm not saying it's not active anymore, but I have noticed since the pandemic, especially since there's so many older volunteers, many people are not coming back out and there are a lot more no's. So have you found that um, people are struggling now with volunteers because what's the alternative? The staff is working harder or you hire more staff? Or you're you're paying someone to come in, which takes more sponsorships and that sometimes that's not a bad thing sometimes it's really nice to have a paid staff to clean up or to uh help because your volunteers are tired you know at the end of the day they've a lot of times your committee's been there since the beginning uh, you know of the setup which seems to go a little easier than the cleanup because it's been an all-day event and you're tired and you want to go home and they want to go home so it's not a bad thing to put in your budget to have a cleanup crew that's actually paid and I think that um, there's two things there's nothing wrong with getting paid and there's nothing wrong with volunteering your time I think that they can be interchangeable for certain people for certain things and I think it depends on the person and I try and give back to the community with uh, some of my graphic design and also with my knowledge of helping, you know, answer questions and that sort of thing. So I think it's okay depending on your budget. I, well, and I'll give an example. There was one event that I did and I asked the sponsors, is there anything that we could have done differently? And they were like, yeah, you need better chairs. Like these are, these are some flimsy chairs. And so the committee went back and said, all right, if we get better chairs, it's going to be a thousand dollars. All right, well, let's go find a sponsor and be honest and be like, our sponsors want better chairs. We need to raise another thousand dollars. And we did. And we had better chairs and everybody was happy. <laughs> Just like that. It's interesting when you ask and you, the information that you can get. I've been to enough events where, you know, people are freezing or it's too hot and temperature is always one of those things that you have to mitigate. But I know that unhappy sponsors tend not to want to come back. Vendors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and I I think getting feedback and, and understanding what worked and what didn't. And, you know, I've done, I've done enough events in my life to remember you got to have garbage cans. You got to have recycle. You got to make sure people are picking up garbage. You got to make sure the lights are on. You got to make sure there's parking and bathrooms. And so all of those things, when somebody's new, is overwhelming. And they, you know, the only reason I know these things is because things have gone wrong. And I've had to (laughs) fix them on the fly. And the other thing, too, is if we're talking about volunteering, is making sure they have something to do and feel valued. So clear instructions, written instructions, you know, having a lead that can help help the person that's doing the event coordinating, having a volunteer coordinator that is making sure that they have water that they're taking care of during the times 
Well, I will say this too. Early in our relationship, before we were all that great friends, you did an event, and I had a friend who was in a band and said, Shannon Martin knows how to take care of the people that are volunteering. And that's one of the things that impressed me and something that I always kept in, the, in my mind is, yes, make sure that these people that are giving their time for no money are fed, are nourished, do get a break, are not treated poorly when really they're doing something that without them, the event might not even be able to happen, or at least not profitably. And it comes down to communication. Volunteers want to know, what do I, what do I expect? How long am I going to be there? What's the you know, expectation of me? And, and I, you know, the event coordinator can't be everywhere all at once. And so having written information down that, that you can just hand to somebody makes them feel better. Like, what time do we get picked up? Where do we park? There's, there's so many questions that it, when you go to an event, if you're volunteering, where, where do I go and what do I do? If you have that information for them, it just makes it so much easier and the communication is so much more clear. So two things I'm hearing is a checklist of what you need and then somebody like a point person to direct the people that are available to do that. And maybe a quick, that's a three things, a questionnaire <laughs> maybe to find out what the skill sets are. Because one of the other things we're always asking for is volunteers and people who are new to the area or who maybe have just lost or ended a relationship and they suddenly have time on their hands. They don't know what to do that with themselves and they're trying to volunteer. What would you suggest how they decide where to give their time? What is first? What's your interest? You know, if you love animals and you want to go walk dogs, you know, Sammy's friends is always in need. If you want to uh, learn about a, you know, make sure that good food is in schools, Sierra Harvest is your is your group. You know, like there are certain if you want to help the youth, there's you've got um, bright futures for youth, and so our town really does. There's no lack of place to support. And and you make friends. You make. I've I've made such amazing friends uh, over the years by just going and pouring beer at the fair. You know, <laughs> I was just going to say, if you like wine, there's a group for that. If you like music, obviously, I think KVMR Marty Marshall would be saying right now, yes, right here, right here is a good place to give of your time. I'm sure the Celtic Festival probably needs some volunteers. <laughs> it's coming right up. Shameless plugging here. We have a few minutes left and uh, one of the other questions we like to ask is if you could wave a wand over Nevada County in this world in this community what would you make different or what would what is one thing you would like to see that we don't have something along those lines is there a change you would like or is it just great just the way it is uh well it's pretty gosh darn good the way it is I think that um I'd like to see more people be in action instead of verbalizing uh, their irritations of things. You know, if you, I, I, I'm going to shamelessly plug Sandra Barrington at the Hospital Foundation. She was worried about schools and she ran for school board. You know, like, those, like put, instead of just talking about stuff, go and, and do. And I think that is going to help make some changes for people that um, are frustrated with certain things. I also think that um, as the world changes, our our county is going to change some too, and we all have to just be okay with that and kind of roll with the punches and know that we're all neighbors and we're all wanting the same things in this in this world and be kind and 
just know that um, everyone's trying to do their best. Yeah, be kind is a great message that we could say over and over and over. And we don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but uh, last night we were both around the Center for the Arts with both sides of the parties um, present, one side not behaving as well <laughs> as another side, I would say. And I think that's been a big change here. The, the pandemic really showed how... As a country, we're divided. I didn't realize that as a county we were, and maybe I was naive. Well, I also think you don't realize what people are going through, right? So everyone is, you know, if you've had a bad day and you're irritated because that person in front of you is not moving as fast, you don't, you don't just don't know what they're, everyone's going through something. Everyone has struggles. And so I think the, the message of, you know, try and be gracious and try and be kind and give a little grace to the people that might be struggling because you probably are too in some respects. So um, I think we'll get there. I just think it's taken a little longer than we all wanted to to. Yeah, I think what we both, we another thing we have in common is our love for our community for sure. And um, okay, so I've got a minute left and I'm gonna say I am a new business. I don't know what I'm doing. I just decided I really like flowers and I opened a flower shop. What would you say? <laughs> I would just say you should have talked to me before you opened the flower shop because <laughs> now you're a business owner instead of a floral arranger. <laughs> that's, that's what I was just going to say. So what is the one tip that you would give anybody who's thinking about getting into a business? Make a business plan and make sure you want to become a business owner. That was too short of an answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then call me. <laughs> And, uh, and with that, I think we're going to uh, end this part of the show. Shannon, appreciate our friendship and also how long you and how much experience not you only give to the community, um, not only as a paid person, but as a volunteer person. And volunteerism is, I think, the backbone of what's keeping all of us alive and well. And I have 30 seconds, so thank you so much. I really, now I understand what sage is, is about. I thought we were going to do some smudging. <laughs> Not that kind of sage, <laughs> but you are listening to KVMR FM, Nevada City, KCPC, Camino.